So joining us to talk a bit more about uh, this latest forecast, very pleased uh, to welcome to the program here this morning, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Alexander, president of uh, REMAX Canada, REMAX.ca. Christopher, good to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So I don't know. I mean, first of all, how would you describe the last two years when it comes to the housing market in this country? Fantasy land. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I, I mean that because, um, you know, it was so frenetic. And, you know, this year we've seen a big return to kind of normal. Uh, I say kind of because, you know, once interest rates started rising, um, you know, sales fell, started to fall. And, you know, now we're in this really interesting standoff between buyers and sellers in much of the country, except for really Alberta and Nova Scotia which is encouraging, and a lot of that's been driven by uh, interprovincial emigration, and mm-hmm. mi- or sorry, migration, rather. Right. And, you know, Alberta, particularly Calgary especially, has attracted a lot of Canadians from Ontario and British Columbia who find it much more affordable, can still achieve uh, the same quality of life or better, and uh, it's been really, really fascinating and encouraging to see all that unfold. So are we seeing demand come down? Or, or you know, when we talk about things calming down or we're, we're seeing more balance, what does that mean? Uh, just longer days on market, a little bit less uh, frantic buying decisions happening, and you know, getting back to negotiating. And that's a good thing for, for all, all parties. I mean... Obviously, if you were a seller in 2021, um, you know, you, you had your pick of the litter and you could basically command uh, almost anything. Um, but, you know, good properties are, are selling for, for top dollars still. And buyers have an opportunity now to, you know, negotiate, have conditions again. And you're not uh, up against 25 people almost every time you go to make an offer. What's been the impact of the higher interest rate? Uh, it's put a damper on consumer confidence and uh, obviously affordability changes when you have higher rates, but we were rock bottom for almost 18 months and we did have a stress test in place that has done its job because, you know, we haven't seen this flood of foreclosures uh, and bank owned properties that, you know, some people were predicting would happen, uh, but rising interest rates and the continual increases more than just the rising is, is having a more uh, greater impact because consumers are well aware that every time there's an increase, there's a little, there's a mini spike in demand so that people can take advantage of the lowest rate possible. And then when the new rate actually kicks in, things slow down a bit. And that's just been a consistent cycle, um, you know, four or five times since March. And so it, it just gives buyers a lot of pause and, you know, they want to wait. Kind of the wild card heading into 2023, I would imagine that, I don't know, I mean, is the Bank of Canada almost done with interest rate increases? Are we going to see some further big rate hikes? Like, you know, that that could have a big impact, couldn't it? Well, every indication is we're going to see one, maybe two more increases over the next four or five months. Uh, the The consensus seems to be they will be small, which helps. Um but, you know, you mentioned demand. There's a lot of people that have put their plans on hold. And, 
you know, we saw this early in the pandemic when you had a very, very strong first quarter, then the market stopped and everybody who uh, put their plans on hold rushed back into the market. And so what my concern is, because we still have such an inventory challenge or, or new inventory challenge, once things stabilize and we have a couple of cycles with no rate increases from the Bank of Canada, I, I see a huge return to the market. And we're probably going to see uh, as much or more competition that we saw in 2021 in the first part of this year. It's interesting. It's looking at through the forecast, the, the home price projections in various markets across the country, a couple things stand out to me. First of all, we talk about Vancouver and Toronto as kind of the two sort of craziest markets in the country. Uh, we're expecting some big drops in home prices in Toronto in the coming year, but still increases in Vancouver. So why, why the differences in those two markets? Well, Toronto is a, a very large area, and it's the, the greater Toronto area, and it had a lot of uh, segments of the market that had huge run-ups. So you had uh, super premium properties selling uh, at, at huge prices and, and increases in year-over-year prices. Um, and so anytime you see that, you, those are the, the segments that usually get hurt, hit the hardest uh, when there's a correction. So any market that had a you know huge double-digit increases are probably going to, to fare... Um, uh, you know, we're going to experience the biggest correction. But, um, you know, I also see too, and I live in Toronto, um, you know, the, the lower price point segment is probably going to sell the most because it's more affordable and that will also bring down the average selling price. So, for example, if um, $2 million properties are still selling for, you know, 98% of asking or more, um, but there's less of them than the you know 500 to a million segment. That's going to bring your average price down. So the numbers uh, are you know look challenging, but I'm encouraged because you know we're really in the marketplace that everybody was hoping for for much of last year and the start of this year. And um, you know there's good opportunities again. And as I mentioned, you can negotiate and put conditions in your offers, which uh, was foreign for a long time for us. Yeah, it's been an interesting story here in Alberta. Maybe we haven't seen quite the same amount of, of craziness as other markets. But as we look to 2023, you mentioned Alberta's in a strong position. But we do see a little bit of difference between the two main cities. Calgary uh, expecting um, an increase in prices this year. Edmonton uh, forecast for a little bit of a drop. Yeah, I was very uh, – that was an interesting – um, comparison uh, to me as well. Um, I think Calgary is just a little bit further along in uh, diversification, and um, you know, I'm sitting, I'm actually in Calgary today, coincidentally, and you know, it's minus 20. So, but in Edmonton, I'm sure it's a lot colder. Weather does play a big role in desirability for a city. Um, but, uh, you know, I think all of the stuff I'm hearing, like there's ads all over the city of Toronto to move to Calgary yeah. and Alberta. Uh, and I just think Calgary's got uh, a little bit more uh, attractive features for people. So that's probably what's going to drive it. 
Two other factors hanging over, and I mean, it relates to the Bank of Canada, I guess, you know, the question of the recession. And, and there's also, the, you know, the policy question of whether we're building enough housing in this country, maybe the need to, to really accelerate that pace. How do you see those two factors, uh, you know, affecting the, the situation next year? Well, that's the big concern in the Bank of Canada's history. Uh, and they've been uh, pretty transparent on this, too, is they see controlling inflation as a more more important than preventing a recession. So in essence, they are willing to put us in a recession to uh, control inflation. So that's, that is concerning for sure. Um, but, you know, you mentioned we don't have enough capacity to build yeah. uh, enough units. We're projected to have 425,000 new Canadians this year, another round next year, and then it's going to creep up to 500,000. Uh, year over year. At least that's what the Liberal government is uh, hoping for or aiming for. So there's an inventory challenge We we and a new building challenge. We can only build about two to 300,000 new units a year. Um, and a lot of developers are cancelling projects in British Columbia and in Ontario because uh, it's been, you know, more more challenging to uh, make make a profit as a um, as a developer because of all the fees and the rising interest rates and all those things coupled together. So, um, you know, they're, we're all waiting to see what the Bank of Canada does, and they really hold the key uh, for the first part of next year as to how the market's going to perform. Indeed, very interesting. Much more is mentioned. Remax.ca. Christopher, appreciate the analysis. Thanks for joining us here this morning. Thanks for having me. Take right. care. Stay warm. There you go, Christopher uh, Alexander, president of Remax Canada. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.